If you will, take your Bibles, turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 6, and also find Hebrews 13. Find those two there as we celebrate this Father's Day. Um, I just... uh, Grateful for this privilege today. A dad had got a toy. Uh, He's a father of five, and he had this neat little toy, and he brought it home, and he was going to try to teach his kids something. They were small, but uh, he was trying to kind of impress upon them some things. And so he said, I've got this neat toy that that I want to give to one of you, so let's see who really should get the toy. And the five of them are kind of all looking and excited. And Bill and his face said, okay, I need to, I need to ask you something. Uh, who's the most obedient child here? And who never talks back to mom? And who does everything she says? And there was silence. The kids did something. And finally, in unison, they said, well, Dad, why don't you just play with the toy? I, here's what I've observed. Uh, when we were on vacation a few weeks ago, I, uh, we, were, we, were, we were sitting on the beach and just kind of relaxing and just doing nothing. And uh, uh, close to us came a group of, of young people. I'm going to say anywhere from 18 to probably 23 in that age bracket. Uh, probably that variety, about seven or eight. And they sat up pretty close to us. And, uh, and what I observed was a group of young people who had no respect. Matter of fact, I've come to believe we have a respect crisis in our nation. Uh, we, don't, we don't respect. Uh, I am convinced that we're to show respect for one another. I am, I am very convinced we're to show respect for our elders. Those who are older deserve respect because of the life they've lived. Most of us enjoy the benefits of their work and their labor. There should be respect. I think you still hold the door open for women and let them go first. <laughs> Evidently, some agree with me. I like that. <laughs> I think you respect women. I think you respect the, 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 the value of others. I, I just I think the Bible teaches that. What I've observed is a lack of respect in our nation, probably because of our culture and our media that has made fun of respect and diminished the reality of respect. I think a lot of things have happened that have caused this. I think perhaps... In the, in, the, in the day in which we live of the blended family and the reality of divorce, which is very, very real. Perhaps disrespect has come out of that. And we're paying a price. The reason I say that is I listen to these group of young people, and they were probably not. I mean, they, they you know, but I listened to their language. They said things openly that should never be said in public. They use language that's really unacceptable in a public place. And they thought nothing about it. I watched 
because I watch people. That's what I do. That's where I give illustrations. I watched young people cut in front of people. And I'm not fussing about young people. I'm getting to something here. Uh, you know, young people are product of what they've been taught. And, and, but I watched this disrespect thing. So when I share to you today, respect matters. It really does matter. You say, who does it matter to? Let me tell you who it matters to the most. To God. God, it really matters to God. Because he has, but this, he has this design for how the family should operate. And he says, I want you to know that it operates best when it operates by my design. And my design says, children, you should obey your parents and honor your father and your mother. Now, we've talked about that already and, and, and shared that with the moms. And so I'm not going to repeat that sermon, but I do need to repeat a couple of things that are important. Children, obey your parents, verse 1, because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. It's the best of all options. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with promise. If you honor your father and mother... Things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on earth. Now, we talked about that earlier, the fact that, that the benefit of honoring and obeying your parents and your dad would be that you would make better decisions that would get, add quality to your life. It'll keep you out of bad places. It'll put you in good places. If you learn to respect your dad, you will know how to respect your boss and not get fired at your job. You'll learn how to respect the, the, the authorities of government that will keep you out of jail. You'll learn to pick wise companions that will protect, that'll, that'll protect your heart. You see, that's the thing we need to know. Respect really matters. God said, here's what I've designed, that it works. And it's a process that should happen. Hebrews 13, 17 says this. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Now, this is a text that certainly can reply to, to pastors and very spiritual leaders in the church, but also the spiritual leader at home, and that is the dad. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That certainly not, would not be for your benefit. Respect matters. The gift of respect is priceless to a dad. Men, men are motivated by respect. As a matter of fact, men equate respect with love. If you say, I love, uh, I love my husband, I love my father, but you don't respect them, they don't believe you love them. That's just how it is. So respect really matters. And so today we have this day where, where we need to understand that we need to respect dads. And so in doing that, uh, you need to know some things. Uh, re- respect reflects the value placed on your dad, and uh, it's a big deal. Respect is an attitude. Obedience is an action. Now, I didn't give you a lot of notes. I don't want you to worry about notes. I want you to write down stuff. As I talk and share, I want you to write down things that you want to thank your dad for. I want you to write down some things that, that allow you. I just write down stuff. Dad, thank you for this. I want to thank. And you say, well, my dad's. No longer here. He's going to be with the Lord. Then write down things you want to thank God for that you got from your dad. But I want to explain something. I need some help here. Michael, you would be great. Take this umbrella opening. Don't mind. Robbie, you would be great. I need you to come up here and stand up here, okay? 
And I want you to come stand right on this corner. I want you to take this umbrella, and I want you to... Now, come stand over here, Michael. You stay, you're going to stay down there, Robbie. Right, you got to get this. You got to understand this principle. Perfect. Somebody get a picture. It's pretty good. Anyway, uh, here's the thing. When the Bible says, honor your dad, honor your mom, we already talked about using the umbrella for that mom, but I want to use this. This umbrella here is bigger, right? Okay, that represents God's authority. God's authority, he has an umbrella of authority that provides protection for those under the umbrella. Okay? Now, in that process of providing protection, he has put other umbrellas in our lives. One, which would be government. Uh, one also in the family is the father. And then if we had the mom's umbrella would go under the dad's. And that's how the chain of authority works. And you honor that chain because as you honor that chain, you remain under the umbrella of God. Now, if I'm under the umbrella of my dad and I'm listening to his wisdom and I'm listening to his advice and his counsel and he is, he is uh, trying to do what he does because he loves me and he provides and he protects and he points me in the right way. As I honor him, I honor God, which gets me a double blessing. But if I get out from under the umbrella of my father... If I become disrespectful, if I don't pay attention to his counsel, if I disregard his words, if I, if I don't pay it, if I become disrespectful in my attitudes and actions, not only have I stepped outside this umbrella, I'm outside this umbrella. I have a huge problem in my life because now I've become an open target for the devil to devastate my life. Please hear what I'm saying. In a world where we've kind of forgotten this process, you need to know, as long as I'm here, and that doesn't mean life's perfect, because dads aren't perfect. We do things wrong. Oh, I would love to go back and do some things over. Boy, I messed up sometimes really bad. But, and that, God's grace works in that. All things work together for good. But you see, his umbrella is the big umbrella. But when I operate here, I'm in a healthy place. Life can still have problems, but there is a grace and a provision there that operates and flows from God's umbrella. When I step off under the umbrella, when I disrespect my dad, when I disobey my dad, I am open season for the devil. Now, you got to get this, young people. Because the world doesn't tell you this. They tell you, I can do what you want to do. You ain't got to pay attention to that. And that's why I think the devil is destroying so many of our young people today. They slip out from under an umbrella because they think that's what they're supposed to do. They haven't got to do that. Uh, and now, but the, the devil just eats their lunch. Man, he pounds them with temptation and bad companionship and all these things that come. And they get destroyed when all they're supposed to do is stay under here. They say, well, how far does that obedience go? You obey and honor your dad as long as he's not asking you something illegal, immoral, unethical, or ungodly. Now, that, that means he may ask you to do something you don't like. Should you do it? 
If it's not illegal, immoral, unethical, ungodly, yes. Why? Because you're under the umbrella. It's under God's umbrella. And God's going to honor your obedience. He'll do something in your life. Y'all got this. If you don't get this, you'll, it is so important because of what God designed. And if we mess up his design, we mess up. Okay, guys, y'all put him down. Thank you. Y'all are perfect. All right, here's the deal. That's what the text is all about. I can't say it in That's it. So God has given us fathers that are allowed. You say, well, what about those bad dads? And I know there's bad dads. There's dads that are abusive. There's dads that, 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 are, that sin perhaps has destroyed them. I, I get that. But you still respect the position. Maybe we can't respect the person. And you have to trust that God even brings some good things in the midst of that bad. Respect matters. I want to talk about this just a moment. In the sense of the, we have so many broken homes, divorce rates high in the churches, outside the church. And I understand the temptation because I've been doing this a long time is that, that parents are trying to figure out how to, how to get through the brokenness. I, I get that. I told you on Mother's Day the greatest thing a, a, a mom, a dad could do for the mom of the house is to love her. Okay? Greatest thing you can do is love her. Now, the greatest thing a mom can do for a dad is to respect him. And in the process of the, the, the broken marriage, the broken home thing and the blended family thing, you must respect the dad. Because you're teaching your children to respect God. I know we tend to sometimes play the game of trying to get one up and be better. I, I get all that. I don't agree with it, but I get it. It's how we do things. It's not how God does things, incidentally. His way's far better. Because if we do not teach respect, our civilization will crumble to nothing but chaos and confusion, and devastation. And we're moving that way, incidentally. We're not going the right way. Just watch. Look around. And so I, I say to you that how do you show that respect? First of all, listen to your dad's counsel and direction. He's God's life coach for you. We understand coaching. If you've been an athlete, your coach is there to help you your coach is not to be your best friend. Your coach is to be your coach. He's going to say, look, now, uh, I was fortunate enough my basketball coach became one of my best friends. After I got out of high school, was high school my basketball coach. What does that mean? That means he was to, his, his, his goal was to teach me how to play basketball. He would push me and, and, and sometimes correct me and uh, I'd sometimes bench me. But he taught me how to play basketball. And by the time I was a senior, I could shoot the eyes out from anywhere on the court. 
because I had a good coach. He wasn't worried about being my friend. He was worried about being my coach because the goal was to make me a ball player. In life, our dads are our coaches. They're to give us direction and wisdom. and they're, they're, they're to offer us those things that come from their life experiences as they walk with God or as they try to apply moral principles in their lives based on God's Word. And, uh, and so what you find is they're our life coach. You listen to them. And you'll be better. You love your dad with your actions. Dad are fixers. Dad are activity. Dads are activity driven. So what they get out of when you respect dads is it's what you do. It's action. It's action. When they, you obey them, that's an action. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a moment. Get your phone out. I want you to text your dad. And I'm going to give you, say, well, I don't do texting. Then calling. It's okay. If he answers the phone here, hey, if you call him here, say, hey. And tell him, thank you, dad. Text your dad, Thanks. Tell him happy Father's Day. Say, I've already done it. Do it again. Right now. Do it right now. Get your phone out. Come on. Let's honor our dads. Let's sit there and do that. Say, well, my dad's not here. I, I, thank, take a moment and say, God, thank you for my dad. I'm thankful for my dad. My dad died when I, was, when I was 19 years old. Went to be with the Lord. But he imparted me. A, he, he did a good job with me. Because he taught me things that kept me out of trouble. Now, I sometimes tested the boundaries and sometimes I disobeyed. But I'm thankful for how he raised me. Because God used that to, to, to mold me. Do it now. Come on, do it now. Send them out, send them out, send them out. All right. And then on that piece, on your notes today, I want you to write three things you want to thank your dad for or thank God about your dad. Three things. Three things. I thank God. Lord, I thank you, God, for my dad did this in my life. I'm going to tell you, my dad taught me well. He taught me about the things of God. Uh, He was more legalistic than I probably would enjoy. But God used that because I probably was more stubborn than I needed to be. That's the kind of dad he said, I'm going to give this one to you, and you're going to to moderate later. But here's the thing. You need to write down three things that you want to tell your dad today because that's honoring him. That's honoring him. We don't do this enough, and we should do it more than once a year because there's something amazing about dads that God does in their lives. And so you, you do something. You see, when you obey your dad, it brings harmony to the relationship. And it brings joy to his life. And you benefit from it. Nothing will break a dad's heart quicker than a child who's disobedient. Man, it'll break your heart. It happens. It happens. Sometimes they, they go off in the wrong direction. Sometimes they wander in the wilderness. 
Sometimes they, they struggle with their spirituality. Sometimes they live in a life of sin. And it breaks your heart. But I'm going to tell you what I know about dads. They'll pray that God continues to work in their son's life, their daughter's life, their children's life. They won't give up loving and they won't give up hoping that God brings change. That's what makes dads special. You be thankful for the protection your dad has provided you. You be thankful for the provision Oh, man, you just be thankful that he's worked hard. Some of my dad worked hard. I, I'm very th- my dad worked hard. He worked for the Southern Railroad as an engineer, and then he was a bivocational pastor. He worked hard at the railroad because he loved his family. He worked hard at the church because he loved his Lord and the people of God. I'm the benefactor of that. I got my work ethic from my dad. As many of you have. You'd be thankful for him pointing you to God. So write some things down. That's all you need to know. Respect matters more than you realize. Matters more than you realize. On the Today Show, Matt Lauer was interviewing one of the wives of uh, one of the Navy SEALs who was killed in Libya when our embassy was attacked. The question he asked this mother and wife, what would you like for your children to know about their dad? And what would you like for me to remember about him? And this was the first thing she said. I would like for them to know and remember that he loved Jesus. We will model for our children what they should be. You've got to determine if you're going to be a good model or a bad model. That's the choice you make. If you're a bad model, it'll show. If you've been a good model, it'll show. Sometimes you can be a good model and, and the kids don't get it for a while. And God has to deal with them and bring them to the point of repentance. That's part of it. But understand, every dad in this room, we're accountable to God. Every one of us. For how we lead. We don't get it right all the time. We have to ask God to forgive us. I'll tell you one of my greatest moments in my dad's life, in my life. I had many good moments. My dad was a good dad. He loved me. I, I, and sometimes I was, a teenager, very selfish and didn't appreciate that. I remember that. I remember being so self-absorbed and selfish, and I didn't think about things until probably I was 18 or 19. At 18, I really began to realize how great my dad was. Took it for granted for a long time. 
And um, I remember when I was 16, just turned 16, went to Atlanta with my buddy, and, and we told Dad where we was going, and we didn't do anything wrong except I did more than I was. I, did long, I was gone longer than I was supposed to be gone. And so when I came in and Dad was waiting on me, and he said, what, what's, what happened? And I, and I didn't tell him the truth. I, you know, it's kind of stupid. I didn't do anything really wrong, but I, did, I just didn't tell him the truth. And, you know, he didn't say anything. He just looked at me, and, and I walked onto my bedroom and closed the door. I will never forget that moment because I knew my dad knew I'd lied to him. I didn't say a word. And, but I want to tell you, because of his influence in my life, the Lord began to convict me severely. And the Lord dealt with me. I'll never forget, it's, a, it's a, the longest 30 minutes of my life. As I'm sitting there going, I've lied to my dad. And, you know, and, and finally I had to come out of my bedroom and say, Dad, i got to tell you, I, I didn't tell you the truth. He said, I know, son. I remember that my dad did not overreact. He simply waited for God to deal with me. And I'm sure had not come out pretty soon, he would have come and said, so we got to talk. Because I knew him that well. I always respected my dad. He was never my old man. Never called him by his first name. He was my dad. An honored position. Worthy of respect. Wish I'd have done better sometimes as a teenager. Tested his patience. Respect matters. It really does.